We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Did you, uh, were you on the grill? Because I know you you like to get on the grill for holidays, Left, Were you on the grill? I was not on the grill this time. You didn't get on the grill. Mm-mm. So, my nephew got on the grill, Left, And I don't know if I told you this last year. My nephew has me in the scope. He's aiming for me, Left. He's trying to He's trying to become that dude in the family. He said, I want that top spot. He wants the top spot. And and I don't know how to feel, Left, because I love him. I don't love him that much. I, I don't want to crush him. You got to. I don't want to crush him, Left. He, he's limited in what he can do. He's good at what he can do. But he's limited. It's, a, it's an honorable thing because now – you get a chance to show why you're the top dog in the family. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like you know, oh 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 I gotta I gotta work out now. You know you was you was sitting fat at the top, but now you got a challenger. This is what you made for. Uh huh. Like, I accept all challenges. What the, what uh what uh who was that famous dude that said uh, I accept challenges at all times from my sons? Who was that? Yeah. He said, he said, <laughs> he said, whenever you're ready, I am ready for the challenge. Anytime with my son. Somebody said that that was, I thought it was good. It was one of them athletes or whatever. But I, 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 I liked, I liked it. Yesterday, you know, I showed up. You know, he was just yapping, like, oh, I got something for you. One more, like, like real trash talk. Like we're on the hardwood or something. I yeah, because you know they said what they said. Uh, they said the lion sleeps twenty three hours of the day, but when that hour get up, show you why it's the king of the jungle. So last year he rose up a little bit, and we had like a little contest. Like what is going? On? Yeah, a little brisket challenge. And I just got, I killed him with the brisket. He shut yeah. his mouth up for the rest of the year. Yeah, just yeah, got it. Like still, dude, you still on hot dogs and, and, and hamburgers? Like, relax. You ain't you haven't even done a full slab of rib yet. Like, relax. Yeah, you, ain't, you ain't hitting the grill yet, right? So, 
I kill him with that. He's like, I got something for you. I've been working yeah. on my ribs. La, 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 la. I he said, said deal with the school, huh? I said, okay. I said, what else you got? Like, what you mean? Mm. I said, well, I haven't bust out the bratwurst yet. Mm. <laughs> he was like, that ain't nothing but a hot dog. I said, not the way I do it. Mm. He said, oh, you do it different? See, yeah, yeah he, well, he wasn't prepared for that. He was, you know. He thought you was going to hit him with the, see? See, you know. The he way said, we oh, grill. Oh, you, you have know. hit you with the, oh, you do. You do it differently? No, nah, we do it differently. I thought it was just another hot. No, dude, you got to go to the butcher. See, I'm on level four. You don't go to the store and get the package brought worse. It's a German butcher on the north side. See, he don't even know the, the places that, you know, you start getting with the different flavors of the brat. See, he don't even know where to start. Dude, you know. He, 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 he thinking hot dogs are hamburger mentality. He's a oh, go get an Oscar Mayer. Yeah. And I can sauce it up, fry it up off of the TikTok videos. He don't even know where to go get it first. You know, he's thinking more Eckrich <laughs> than anything. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. And that's what we do as a podcast, man. There's a lot of ways to grill Notre Dame football. That's right. For you fans, to make it a good consumption for you. That's right. We just give you different delights. We don't give you the propane. We give you the wood fire. Oh, man. Wood chips, we soak them in vinegar. That's right. So they can slow cook. We can talk about different topics. Even jump into the chat with you guys because you keep it lit each and every day. No microwave content over here. No, 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 no. Apple Podcast, Spotify every day for the audio edible. YouTube, subscribe. Hit the like button. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We go to the athletic. Let's go down to Tuscaloosa. Someone who was once part of a competition with Sam Hartman during the spring. Tyler Buckner. Great article in the Athletic. And um, Press wrong. Left, left, can we talk about the good? The good. This is the good about Tyler Buckner. The good. What sticks out, now this is, you're going to laugh, dude. What sticks out when watching Buckner is his mobility and playmaking ability. Uh. Off that. In 2022, Reese used Buckner in design quarterback runs, zone reads, and run pass options frequently. Offense success on the ground settled Buckner down and grew his confidence in throwing the ball. One particular drive was against Marshall. Trailing six zip with five minutes left before halftime, Buckner led a touchdown drive behind two consecutive zone reads that he kept for 13 and seven yards. Then came an RPO completion to now Las Vegas Raider tight end Michael Mayer for another first down on another easy pass. It's things like this that he can bring to the Alabama offense. He's not as dynamic of a runner as Bill Rowe, but Buckner is capable of escaping pressure in the pocket and breaking tackles when he gets in space. Beyond the physical, Buckner has a competitive temperament a team wants in a quarterback. Pure evidence of this is the Gator Bowl, where despite turning the ball over three times, he led the Fighting Irish back and was the MVP of that Gator Bowl. Here's the bad. Simply put, his career touchdown to interception ratio raises red flags. You don't think? And that don't get better. <laughs> and dude. And that was this, with the coach you got now. Hey, this type of thing know? usually stresses Nick Saban. That's like the next sentence. Oh, well, shit. He ain't got no chance. Man. But they say Buckner has shown flashes of accuracy. But when he loses his mechanics, things go awry. Similar to Simpson, Buckner struggles with consistently stepping up in the pocket and delivering strong throws. So basically, stylistically, Buckner is a mixture of Milrow and Simpson in a dual threat mode. A strong rushing offense will help all three quarterbacks, but Buckner especially Notre Dame's inability to run the ball against Ohio State and Marshall put Buckner in consistent third and long situations, which didn't bode well for them or the young signal caller. That's the view from Tuscaloosa on Tyler Buckner. Yeah, well, you know, they got first more thing, than anything else. The first good they mentioned was 
is running. <laughs> <laughs> and when that happens, you know what's going to happen later in the season. The first thing they mentioned was his running, right? So my thing is, what if, if Milrose is a better runner, what are y'all doing? Milrose is a better runner. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Alabama offense should be right now. Hey, bro, look here, man. The writer pretty much sounded like Brave Lindsay. Yeah, and we know what that is. confidence on the field. Um, I think that's uh, the biggest indicator the of a good player when they're young. Um, he's definitely the best runner I've had as a quarterback uh, in college. He said the same things Alabama's writer said. He hey. has a competitive edge, that a confidence that a, a team needs, and he can run the football well. Not better than the guy we already got. So to me, it would be like you're losing in the edge that you had advantage in. So you get a worse runner. And he's not a better passer than the passers that are that are better than the worst runner. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Alabama has a room to me. It sounds <laughs> like it has a guy that can run better than everybody else. Yeah. That you can win a lot of games with using that strategy. Yeah. Or they got a bunch of quarterbacks that are really, you know, hyped up five-star guys that can throw it around. Not great you know, it factor guys, but can throw it around. You can win a couple games, but they, they can't play make or run around like you would need them to. And then you bring in Tyler Buckner, who's not the best runner on the team right now. And is not the greatest passer either. He's what they call the in-between. But he's right? better. He's better. He's not the runner mill role is, but he's a better passer. He's not a better passer than Simpson, but he's a better runner. But to be a better passer than the guy that you can run better than isn't much then, unless Jalen just cannot throw at all. If you can't throw at all, hey bro, then okay. Did, did you watch that Texas A&M game last year? He struggled a little. He struggled mightily bro. in his first game. Okay, yeah. Now, okay, now you're taking Tyler Buckner is that much better? Because if he's that much better, then what's the kid that can throw really well look like? I didn't take him that. Tommy Reese went down there for two weeks and was like. You know what? Tommy said, guess what Tommy said? I got to get a, a guy I can trust. <laughs> he said, I got to get a guy I can trust because all of this is just is lacking in all the areas. But it goes back to what we had Tyler to deal with up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's the same guy. He's going to yeah. turn the ball over. Yeah. But he's going to run his ass off. But what's that give you? Alabama don't want to see the Tyler Buckner show. They don't want to see that. They want to see the run game. They want to see that defense. They want to see the receivers shine. And then they give the accolades to the quarterback. And Tommy Reese offense, the quarterback, got a shot. Because like they said, Tyler Buckner can do both. Tyler Buckner is going to be the <coughs> champion. The offense is going because they're more talented, it's going to help him look better. But it's still going to be about Tyler Buckner. Because if you're not throwing it around the field, you're going to be running it. You're going to be running it. And in that case, I I say you might as well just go with Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Be the heavy run offense. Because if you're saying Tyler can't throw that great compared to other dudes that can throw great, then what's the what's the what's the difference in that? 
because if Tyler if Tyler is that much better than passing than the guy he can that he can't run better than, then how much better at passing is the guy that that he can't pass better than? It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And, yeah, he can make plays, but you got to also talk about that same South Carolina game where them turnovers put us in a bad position to begin with. If I sink the ship and then I save the sinking ship, am I the hero? Really? I'm the one that sank it. (laughs) So by saving it, does that make me the hero? Does that make me the guy that you need to get you over the hump? Or does that just give you heart attacks all the time? I mean, Nick Saban, they said it himself, he doesn't like turnovers. That's not changed about Nick Saban. That hasn't changed about Nick Saban at all. So you think Tommy uh, Tyler Buckner, who's going to be asked to do everything, as it sounds like in the article, against the SEC? Man, that man going to be turning that ball over left and right. I don't know how long that's going to last with the turnovers. So for Tyler Buckner, it's either turnovers that's going to end his career down there or he's going to get hurt again because he's going to be running the ball more than the running backs. So Jalen Milrow is more physically ready to take that punishment. Yeah. So what are you getting Tyler down there to do? Don't say run more because you got a guy that can do that better already. Either you commit to being a run offense or you commit to doing this versatile stuff. But you don't have a guy that can do the versatile stuff at the level Nick Saban needs you to do. Yeah. Because the guy you got down to do that's going to turn the ball over. And that's not going to change. In the one game he was healthy where he won the ball game, he had three picks and two pick sixes. In the game against Marshall, he had two pick sixes. All things being considered, we brought this up to ask Notre Dame fans today. LL question of the day. For the future, are you happy that Tyler Buckner is gone? Would you prefer that he had been the bridge to Kenny and CJ? And possibly kids like Deuce Knight. No, 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 no. Or say in his interview, Kenny. Said are you are are yeah. you okay that he's out of the way, so that those guys can take the reins and usher in the new era of Notre Dame quarterback? Marcus Freeman told you himself. He said, "We're moving on." And what's great is that Kenny Minchie came in and said, "Yeah, those guys are all right." But I know I can throw the ball. So clearly he's not looking for a mentor in this aspect. He's going to take some lessons from Sam. You know, he's going to watch Sam do his thing. But at the end of the day, he's not leaning on Tyler to help him learn the offense. He said, yeah, them guys do some good things. Yeah, they, you know. But I know I'm out there throwing that rock. Wow. And then don't put me with some all-time great receiver class. And we still can run the ball a little bit. Oh, we're going to be all right. So the, the future is brighter only because of where Tyler is on a on an experience level and uh-huh. a development level. If Tyler was a freshman, I would be upset that we lost Tyler Buckner. Because that was a chance to develop a kid to be, you know, 
he had a point where it's either do or die. Mm. And we don't need that. <laughs> we, we don't need to do or die right now. We need a guy that can go in there, we can develop him with a guy that's got the veteran experience that can be our bridge, which Sam Hartman is, because he got one year. Uh-huh. And we can ride off in the sunset with a, a guy that we can develop. And if not, we got another guy that's going to be developing behind him. Yeah, Ryan Lofton says, yo, I'm happy he's gone. Jason Smith said, I prefer he stayed. Irish burnt ends. If Harvard stays healthy, yes. Coffee for closers. Blessings to TV. More reps for Kenny. Lilo Galante, good riddance. Jason Smith, once again, I guess it depends on if you think GG can develop. I believe in Gino Gadouli. I do. I think he can. Michael Parks, addition by subtraction, B-Dub. I'm all right with him being gone. And three, I'd like to, or I'd have liked if he stayed and developed under an actual quarterback coach. He won't learn anything under Tommy Reese. Just a few comments from the fans left. Notre Dame. Showed how powerful the reach it has anywhere and everywhere, as Marcus Freeman said. And that was on full display out in Los Angeles this weekend as Junior Tulamaka, DJ Brown, the quarterback Sam Hartman, and your boy Cam Hart ventured out to the West Coast with other athletes from Notre Dame to learn and to participate in some charitable and philanthropic. So philanthropy on the West Coast, they also got a chance to experience Dodger Stadium and what it's like to be a championship organization at Chavez Ravine and left. Only someone, something like this only happens for people like athletes at Notre Dame. This picture right here was taken. You can see Mike Golick, Derek Mays, Jimmy Clausen, Tyron Williams and some of the other greats that are out in the L.A. area met up with these guys over the weekend. It's a fantastic weekend. It just shows the reach of Notre Dame and shows the connections that Notre Dame players have access to outside of football. Yeah, it's good to see those boys, you know, start early while you're hot, be able to connect some faces with the names. They pulled Jimmy out of the Hamptons or the – Hollow's Verdes, they got a chance to bring him out of there. He got a nice. He's got the Hamptons. Well, the Palos Verdes down there, the same thing. Everybody's <laughs> up out of that, uh, that nice oasis. So, oh, man. You know, it's, it's good for those guys to start early because when, you, when you're done and you try to come back at the end, it just makes it a little tougher. But uh, it shows how well balanced the Notre Dame nutritional diet is. You get your networking in. You're going to get your football in. You're going to get your wholesome content in. But it, uh, it's a lot that goes into it, for sure. Uh, someone asked if you can get Jimmy Clausen on the show, left. Yeah, I gave him a call. Shoot, he's up to – he ain't up the street. He ain't over the hill. <laughs> I was about to say, what? Wait a minute. I don't think Palace Bird ain't. Yeah, he, uh, he's definitely not down the street. He's up the hill. But uh, I definitely shoot him a call, man, try to get him on I'm sure Jimmy has some stories, bro. 
to the stories. I just have to ask him about the whole uh, pulling up in a uh, limo with fur and all of that. Yeah. Like, would, you, would you still do it if you could do it all over again? And we yeah. definitely have to get the OG Derrick Mays on the show. 100%. We got to get the OG on the show. Much respect. Tyron, I don't know what he was thinking with what that shirt he had on. It's that it's that NBA fashion bleeding in the NFL. It's like keep that. Is that what it is? That garbage, you know. It's not <laughs> cool. Just because you get some money, don't mean wear anything, man. God, man. I would have to say, you know, Kyron, you lost me with the fashion on that one, bro. You lost me with the fashion on that one. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Before we go, I would like to mention that today and tomorrow are very important days as the Big Ten presidents and athletic directors descend upon Chicago for a two-day conference out in Rosemont where they will be deciding the new schedule for the 2024 season with USC and UCLA coming into the conference. They have three different levels of scheduling. The Protect 3 level is three permanent protected matchups with games against six of the remaining 12 Big Ten opponents, one year and the other six the next year. Every four years, each team will play three teams four times and the remaining 12 teams twice. Protect 2, two permanent protected matchups, played four times over four years. Over the course of four years, each Big Ten team will play the remaining league opponents at least twice and two of those teams three times. Then they have the Flex Protect, a hybrid model in which the Big Ten team has one, two, or three protected opponents. This format allows schedule makers the most flexibility in terms of competitive balance, home and away rotations, and a specific challenge around West Coast travel teams playing USC or UCLA. In my opinion, Protect 3 or the Flex Protect are probably going to be the two models that get looked at the, the closest, right? Because if you want to keep tradition in the Big Ten, you have to protect if you're, if you're Ohio State, you have to protect the Penn State matchup. You have to protect the Michigan matchup. And if there's one more you want to protect, then go ahead. Right? Flex does give you the ability to be able to travel and schedule with the West Coast teams a little bit different. But look for the news to come out in the next two days for the 2024 scheduling for the Big Ten Conference to be pretty important. Pretty important. That's for sure. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Anything else before we get out of here today, Left? I think we got a, a good Monday in, man. We, we touched on a lot of different things. That's right, man. Tap in with this audio edible each and every day. Apple Podcast, Spotify. It's on CFB Nation. Remember that. We need you guys to go follow 
at CFB Nation and build up the the, uh, the followers over at CFB Nation. But when we go exclusive in the fall, you'll be locked in with us. Left, man, I can't wait for this. You already know what time it is. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey, NoraWhiskey.com, and Premium American Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Yo, you guys, I want to start out with positivity. Uh, today, though, tomorrow, my daughter makes her podcast debut out in LA. She got on with On Amp out in LA. She has her own podcast, her own show, doing music culture, and great conversation. So that's Ariel Davis, the on yeah. app. Shout out. On app, show. Each Wait, every Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. What's the topics? You know what? I haven't asked her, but uh, it's built shit. around music and culture. So I, it's uh, going to be pretty shit. interesting. Hey, she, she gets it honestly, bro. Oh, shoot. She gets it, honestly. So I'm looking forward to it. I've been working with her and just giving her structure and everything, and I'm excited to see what her and her co-host can do. That's right. It'll be fun. should be fun. Now, look, man, let's line it up. T. Morant, his boys in the car, Ja Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies, the NBA, <laughs> Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, the grifter. Dude, all of y'all, take a seat at the back. Take a seat in the back. First of all, man, this goes to show John Morant would not be doing this if David Stern was the commissioner. And that's David, Carmelo Anthony why. David Stern would tell you to your face, we don't need you. <laughs> See, the problem is John Morant is in Memphis, and Memphis is a real small pond from a professional sports standpoint. And he knows he's the biggest fish in that pond. So he doesn't think they can move on without him. Keep living, young man. Keep living the way you're living. Life is going to show you real fast. It can all go away just like that. Ask Steve Francis. In the blink of an eye, everything can disappear. And how dumb do you have to be? Left, let me, let me, left, left. Let me explain this to you, bro. Let me explain this to you. If you were 
the starting quarterback for the L.A. Rams, man. Do you understand that you would never have to carry anything left? I would carry everything. 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 You would never touch a firearm. Ever. For what? You the bag. How dumb do you have to be as friends to not understand that that's the bag, bro? I think he picked up his friend's gun in the car, too, which made it worse. Like That makes it worse. It's like, why you? Why would you? You don't even own this. And you just want to just be so hard, man. And he's not. He's not hard at all. And it's the same the thing as Imani Bates. Him and Imani Bates, I feel like he's the same person. You want to be so gangster basketball player? What is that? What is that? Goofies, man. Goofies. What is that? <laughs> what uh? What uh? <laughs> I like what Connie Brown said. You NBA dumb boy. Just, just you must hate money or something. Two hundred million, to, and they said we have to give it to you. It's guaranteed. We have to give you this. Two hundred and thirty million is yours. Just do us one favor. Just don't do nothing stupid. And hey, you can throw NBA young boy on that too. He's a goofy too. This dude is still putting out disc records on King Von. Like, dude, how many are you gonna put out? You don't have no other content. Nothing else to say. But that that goes back for me and how uh, Patty, how petty and stupid. <laughs> how how many times you gonna remake these Tupac and Biggie documentaries? Oh, and hey, we, hey, slow up. The Dear Mama documentary was very well done. Though. Okay, but how many? No, no. Let me tell you when it got interesting to me, and I wish they had dug in. I wish they had expanded on episode five and six, which was post-death. I really wanted to know more about what Afeni did when she gained ownership and what she did with the 70 acres and how she built the farm for the family to build on and laid out all of the philanthropy and things that Pac dreamed about. I thought that was very interesting because I never knew that she sued Defero to get the rights to the music and control his narrative post-death. I thought that was very interesting. I was actually intrigued by that. You know, everything before that, we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it 10,000 different ways. I, I get it, Lev. Um, I'm with that. But I thought ep- the last two episodes, in my opinion, you really start to see honestly, man, there were some things in episode one. Pac never got the opportunity to be himself. Never. From the time he was a kid, he was never given the opportunity to be a kid. He had to be the head of a house. Way He had to be the man of the house way too early. He had to grow up fast way too early. He was 25, too. At 25, he died at 25. He was basically still a kid. Well, not a kid, but a young man. He wasn't a man. 
He just happened to have money and fame, but he wasn't a man. He was still out there like most 24, 25-year-olds. That's what got him ultimately that led what led to his demise. Out there wilding out like most 24, 25-year-olds in public. And when you look at that, you see the life that he lived, that he never got a chance to really just be himself. Because in my, I think he was, I think he was a cornball. If if Pac was able to be himself, he would have been a, the, a, a theater thespian nerd. That's who he was. That's who he was. Now all the other stuff that came with the music and his connections, and who he had to play to be to be around certain people. Ultimately, I thought he was a very a highly intelligent thespian who probably would have ended up being one of the most talented actors if he had been given the opportunity. Mm. I actually enjoyed the last two episodes of Dear Mama. I did. Yeah, I just, you know, I feel like I've seen enough of all the the info I, I could garner from the inspiration Tupac pulls for us. You know, I think our history is uh, pretty vast, and there's a lot of different stories to tell. Yeah, of people not getting to the two yard line and fumbling, and then getting returned for a touchdown. But some people that cross the goal line, and I think it's important. Oh. Keep telling some people that scored touchdowns out the ones that got close. <laughs> Man. You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you point out him. Big was died when he was 25. Like these were, they were still de- developing into men, dude. They, they died young. And for what? For what? For what? I don't know, man. You know, we talk about other podcasts, but uh, the dude Art, which is pretty much a Tupac podcast, and that's all he does is salute Tupac with every interview or try to salute Tupac. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, can we, you know, not saying we got to stop talking about it in total, but, I mean, this is like, how they reprint Holocaust movies. Every year you get a Tupac new investigation or some new war movie or some new retold Nat Turner movie. Like, man. (laughs) I think we have more stories to tell personally. You know, but it's one of those things, man. One of those things. Yo, the Sixers. Petty Train. Specifically in B, Petty Train. Y'all just gave up the ghost in the third quarter, huh? No, what'd he say? Look, it's only me and Harvey and <laughs> more to win. That was Petty. <laughs> like, wait a minute, Tyrese Maxey just had 30. The That's other what I'm saying. Tyrese Maxey, you just go discredit Tyrese Maxey, who's a, on the verge of being a superstar? Come on, man. What are you talking about? Man, look. P.J. Tucker, a great asset on defense. Like, you didn't have anybody? Tobias, Tobias Harris? I know he ain't Paul George, but Tobias Harris was wasn't he an all star at one point? Yeah, 
So who yeah. who didn't you have? Yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, he really said that though. They shouldn't fire Doc just because he said that. They just trade in B. No, no, no. Keep in B. Let go of Doc. Mm-hmm. Trade for Dane, and then get Monty Williams, and then I'll become a fan. And to all of those that leaked clips instead of just leaking the whole episode. Wait, like, why we, they leak why both we, episodes. They leak both. They leak both. That's what I'm saying. Just leak the episode. If you want to make a leak, leak the episode. No, they leak both episodes. That's what I'm saying. Just retweet the link to the episodes. They did. They did. Oh, you did. Did you see? No, what? I'm talking about the people that put out little small 15 second, 20 second clips. Oh, oh, oh. Like, dude, just, just leak the episode. Yeah. You know? You and I'm like, come on, episode man. To make the, the clip. The yeah. one scene, the one scene where you know it was like a Tommy ghost shootout of the past, like the lights went out and everybody stood there for like three seconds. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the corniest scene I've ever. Wait a minute, nobody shoot. It took like three seconds for people to start shooting. Well, <laughs> you, they had to talk. You know, they had the dialogue. It was a dramatic moment because mm-hmm. Tasha and Tariq and Tommy. All of that was dope. That bring the Tommy thing. Yeah. That's dope. So Yeah. So Tariq, you know, everybody teaming up against Tariq, man, it's just it sucks because if anybody should have died, it was Drew. Kane is turning to the crash dummy. Effie is not to be trusted. Hell. Lauren ain't to be trusted. Lauren ain't to be trusted at all. Like, oh man. And then Davis just—he's well, he's he's grieving. He's grieving, bro. He's grieving. He's not all there. Monet, Monet is 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 why they always yo. Monet was wait, Monet. That was straight. That wasn't Monet. That was Mary. He's like, let her go. Let her go. Let her go. No, let her go. She, she wanted, said, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how about this? Since y'all y'all thinking all this, how about this? I'll work with y'all plug. And if y'all don't do it, y'all gonna die. How about that? Your own kids? She's crazy. <laughs> but it's petty that the Drew and, and Diana just so y'all really think y'all gonna get this over on Tariq for real? The y'all think I just y'all gonna hold on to this line? Really? Come on. Like, what y'all yeah, y'all teaming like, up? Tariq's like, all right, nah. all right. Because right. <laughs> Drew, Drew, you, 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 so willing to do anything and everything. You emotional serial killer. What are you talking about, man? Look, Drew's goofy. Diana, it just look. I know you like little Tariq. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to little Tariq? Uh-huh. So, so I didn't know that Noma in real life is married to Uncle Phil from Bel Air. The gentleman that plays Uncle Phil on Bel Air. I thought he died. No, 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 no. On Bel Air. Oh, the Peacock. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. 
brother that plays Bel Air or plays Uncle Phil on Bel Air, Nova is his wife in real life. Okay, I gotta see yeah. the Peacock Bel Air. Is it is yeah. it really worth watching? What Bel Air? Yeah. yeah, it's not a waste of time. Okay, it's not is a waste. It, of time, does it give man. you any like, man? I wish I was watching Will in this. Well, I'm a fan of the kid that plays. Uh, the kid that plays Will is okay. I'm a fan of the dynamic of Jeffrey and his link back to England and coming from the gangs in England. That's oh, a good, okay, they got yeah, okay. yeah. That's a good <laughs> storyline. Talk about how he was like a, a, a thug, but he cleaned right. up. Right, right. So that was a really great storyline that they play out. Um, let's see. That's a nice see. Okay, I can watch it. Yeah, you know, Coco. Coco is is. Good eye candy. That's know. Hillary. Yeah, she's good eye candy. And uh, Jazz, the guy that plays Jazz, his relationship with Will and how it comes together. It's they, they have some really good storylines, bro. It's, it's a good storylines. It's it's worth it. Did they switch mothers at the uh, middle of the season yet? <laughs> no, they, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna do that. <laughs> That's a famous thing in television history, though. They just, okay, they just switch. Switch, switched the watch and made them drastically different. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all ain't going to tell them. <laughs> they ain't even writing in. Yeah. They just they just showed up one day. Okay, we just. Yeah. She's just, she says, here, here's on there. No episode of no divorce or nothing like that. Just, we just supposed to forget. Man. <laughs> Great show. Have a great Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. From the left, I'm Sean Davis. Make sure you spin it different.